Right, it's quarter to five on Radio 2000. We've got Dave Greenway on the line because today is Take Tuesday. Hi, Dave. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Oh, great, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good, thanks. Okay. Dave, it seems as though our migration from analog to digital has taken another pause. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, we've, you know, we, we thought we were over this, and we are a couple yes. of years behind the rest of the world. In fact, most of our neighbors have already migrated from their analog television broadcast so that you know when you have like a little set of bunny ears or a typical aerial on your roof over Mm. to digital so that would be the same as dstv or um, any of the other satellite dish-based television networks Um, so we should have done that quite a while ago but uh, we've had issues in the department of communications various ministers in and out a whole bunch of tender problems um, and we thought we were over this, uh, but ETV just won a legal battle in the Constitutional Court. And essentially, it all revolves around the fact that um, the Minister of Communication um, hasn't given people enough time to register for the government-subsidized set boxes. Um, and that basically made the analog to digital switchover unconstitutional. So mm. we are waiting for the minister to get back with um, revised dates of when you can apply for the free set-top box as well as what communication they'll be doing, and then we'll understand exactly when the, the migration can take place. Um, what this means for us, I guess, uh, for you know the average person in the street is if you've still got an analog TV connection, it'll still work. Mm. Um, I think it's only in two provinces where we've switched this off. Um, you should look out you know, for the, for the communication from the minister to see where you can get your government-subsidized uh, set-top box if you do need one of those. But for the rest of us, it does mean that um, your, all of your wireless uh, communications uh, things, uh, except for Wi-Fi, so if you look at all the cell communications, all of that relies on more and more spectrum. So we've got all of the networks trying to roll out uh, faster, better services in more of the country, and that all requires radio spectrum, so the actual frequency, and we need to get that back from uh, being used for analog television broadcasts. And, I mean, governments just auctioned it off for billions and billions of brands, and the networks won't pay that across to the government until they have access to it. So it's also money that the government needs, you know, to spend on pretty much everything these days because, you know, we've got problems with stage six load shedding. Mm. So hopefully that money can go somewhere. Uh, but the, the networks won't pay that across until they have access to the spectrum. So this does delay things even further that way. Yeah, we've been waiting, hey? We've been waiting for quite a bit. One day. Yeah. All right. So, 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 so we are also understanding more and more about Apple's upcoming mixed reality headset. Tell us more. Okay, so a bit more on the exciting side of things. Mm. Um, Mixed reality, if you haven't heard of it, so you've probably heard of augmented reality, which is like when you take your phone and hold it up, uh, imagine a Snapchat filter or something like that, where your phone is interpreting real-world data through the camera and then applying something on top of that. Then you get virtual reality, which is when you put on a set of glasses like um, an Oculus Quest or it's made by Facebook and Meta now, so it would be a Meta Quest. Mm. Um, And that immerses you in a completely um, new reality, so it's not overlaying any data over the existing reality. And then you get something that's mixed reality, which is a bit of a combination of both. Apple has been rumored to be working on these augmented or mixed reality glasses for quite a while, and it looks like we're getting closer and closer to the launch, which means we're getting more and more leaked details. So the rumor is it should launch or be at NAP, be announced at least in January 2023, the next year, about six months' time, and that'll probably be a developer version of this. So it won't be for the everyday consumer, but it will be for developers to start working on these things, and potentially we might have them in Apple stores for you to go and try on so that you can build hype. Mm. Um, 
but what we should see is 16 gigs of RAM and the new Apple M2 chip, which they just released in the new MacBook Air and the MacBook Pros that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. So that means Apple is going to be putting literally the best hardware it can that it manufactures into these glasses by the looks of things, which means we're going to get something that is capable of doing huge amounts of processing on the device itself, so it won't need to do too much processing in the cloud or sending too much data away, and it'll be able to do a hell of a lot um, just by being on. So I'm not sure what Apple, no one really knows what they want to do yet. They have patented, um, well, they've got a patent application in for Reality OS, which is probably going to be the operating system name. That's also appeared in some of Apple's code. So we're starting to pick up all of these things around this re, uh, mixed reality or augmented reality headset. Um, and even Tim Cook let it slip the other day that he said um, he couldn't be more excited and we're very close to finding out about it. So he says, stay tuned and you'll see what we have to offer. So even the head of Apple, you know, the CEO, has started to say, like, leak out the fact that they're getting close to it. Mm -hmm. And as we know, when Apple does something, the rest of the industry follows because you land up with its premium competitors, the likes of Samsung, start making things. And then once Samsung's in it, it starts filtering those parts down the ecosystem as they get cheaper and cheaper, the more uh, volume is made of them. So once Apple generally goes into a market because they've got such a high percentage of high-end customers, they're willing to charge uh, a huge amount for something, and then that technology slowly cascades down to everyone else. So if Apple's launching in 2023, that means there should be ubiquitous technology in the next three to five years. Also, they look so cool. I'm assuming that gamers will have a great time with these headsets, right? So I think they're actually going to try. Um, so virtual reality is very much in the gamer side of things. Mark mm-hmm. Zuckerberg wants you to believe that you're going to start having your office meetings in full virtual reality, but I don't think we're there just quite yet. I think we're still adapting to, you know, even being able to do Zoom for half of our days. Mm. Um, but the augmented reality, imagine as an average person, imagine walking down the street and, you know, speaking to your digital assistant saying, I would like somewhere to go for a pizza. Where are the best pizza places nearby? Mm. And it gives you on your glasses that you're wearing right in front of your eyes, you see three or four different uh, reviews pop up and you say, I want to go to the third one. And it literally starts navigating you there and you see the directions for your GPS on the street in front of you. So you see like a little blue line appear on the walkway as you're walking Mm. and it directs you there. You can order before you even get there. You can see their menu, order something for pickup, all those types of things that where you can interact with data that's live in front of your eyes without having to look down at your phone because... I'm sure you've been walking through a mall where you've almost walked into someone else because you're on your phone and they're on their phone and everyone's looking down and not actually concentrating on what's going on. Mm. Imagine bringing that data up in front of you. So you're in a store, you see something, uh, you see a pair of pants that's on sale, you want to check if it's really a good price. So you quickly do a search on the internet and you can see if the price is good. And then you can, you know, check if if they've got the right size or if there's the size at another store. There's a whole bunch of things that we can do. And it's going to be very fun to see where they go with augmented reality. So when when could we expect these headsets? Did you mention that? Yeah. So uh, the developer version probably being announced in January 2023, which means give it about six months before uh, that's sort of very widespread in the developer community and i'd say probably a year after that we're going to look at commercial ones Mm -hmm. so let's say 2024 and then everyone should be having them because every competitor in the world will start making them 2025 2026 and the potential price do we do you have an idea maybe do you want to 
you know? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Apple. So let's, you know, start at $1,000 and make guesses from there. So, like, just think about it as another iPhone, you know, 20,000 rand. Okay. Like, don't be surprised if it's in that realm. Yeah, but it looks like a great gadget to have, hey? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to, just as with everything Apple makes, eventually I'll find a reason to convince myself to buy one. I really like these. I really like this. Okay, so what's the tech term of the week? Uh, tech term of the week this week is Clarity Boost. It's a piece of software that Microsoft has put into its Edge browser that basically changes the require the resource requirements from your browser so if you're browsing the internet on your computer and you start playing a game it stops your browser from using any system resources so that it can direct all of those to your game to give you the maximum performance the best uh, frame rates and uh, input times and everything like that so you can enjoy your game and then the second you stop playing your game it starts allocating those resources back to the browser so this is very good for people who play PC games, but this kind of technology will start making its way into things like the Xbox as well, so you can be doing more things on your Xbox, and then the second you need to do anything on gaming, it'll just reallocate those resources across. So it's really cool to see that Microsoft is investing more in gamers since they are spending a lot of money on that part of their business. All right. Dave, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy Stage 6 blackouts, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm off from 6 to 10.30 tonight, so I might as well just go to bed. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Good Dave. Night. Thank you. That's Dave Greenway, our tech blogger. Nice night. We've got you covered on 98.7 FM. Feel good music.